Yes, my fellow Bandoflians of the 21st century, what a guan. Great to be back with another episode. In fact, this is episode 51. Uh, I'm your host, Fevzi Hussein, and you are listening to Bandofla. So what have we got in store for you uh, in this show? Well, I guess the the big talking point as far as the UK is concerned is the crazy situation on the cost of living crisis, which is just going from bad to worse. And people are just thinking, how the hell uh, are they going to survive with everything just going up? Inflation is just going, continues to go uh, north through the roof. Um, and pay uh, deals are being uh, depressed. You know, you, you remember the head of the Bank of England, who, um, for someone who earns £500,000 a year, he should really keep his mouth shut telling workers to accept a, a low pay deal. I think he's got a bloody, bloody cheek. Um, but anyway, we're going to touch on the cost of living crisis. Uh, we'll be looking at some of the... Um, some of the ingredients that are really fueling that crisis uh, in in terms of like fuel energy prices will uh, you know Martin Lewis the kind of money expert he's pleading he's begging uh, the government to do something um you know uh, the bills are just doubling tripling um you know the utility bills especially gas and electric um and people are really really wondering how how they're going to make ends meet. Um, we're going to touch on environmental issues as well, because that's been in the news a lot. Uh, Conservatives have been labelled the Tory Sewage Party. Personally, I think it's quite a good nickname. Um, basically, they're pumping raw sewage, pumping a load of shit, uh, into some very beautiful coastal resorts in the UK. Um, and a lot of people have had enough. And um, there's some quite high-profile celebrity um, environment activists who are getting involved, um, namely Fergal Sharkey. Many of you will remember Fergal, great singer, uh, going back a few years. Uh, but Fergal is campaigning really strongly and trying to hold some of these water companies to task who are just outrageously pumping raw sewage. Um, and people are getting sick. Those people who swim in the sea, um, rather you than me, especially here, how cold it is in the water. But, you know, seriously, people are getting sick with the bacteria that is in the water. So we'll be touching on the environmental crisis that is with us now here in the UK. On the international front, we didn't really cover much um, in the last episode, So, but there's a couple of uh, issues that we are going to touch on here at Bandofla. One is yet another killing of a young black man in America at the hands of the police. Um, you may be familiar with the case of Jayland Walker um, in Akron, Ohio, um, we've been uh, looking at the resources provided by the Green Party in America, which have been reporting on on the story very comprehensively. Um, Jalen had 90 bullets fired at him. 
by the police, 9-0. And there was some, some bullshit around. He was he was armed, but it was proved, uh, I think, that he, he actually wasn't because there was no prints on the gun um, that the police tried to suggest that was the case. I'm going to read a statement um, from the Green Party on that, which is... Um, yeah, which is which is quite shocking, but I think it it demonstrates, you know, that not really a lot has changed. When you could find out the figures, in terms of how many young uh, black people are still being shot by the police in America, things have not really changed. So yeah, the other thing internationally that I want to touch on is the the group, the United Nations. Um, you know, they're supposed to kind of do a job of peacekeeping and, you know, helping people, humanitarian efforts, etc. Um, but I'm going to be perfectly blunt with you. Um, you know, in fact, we're, we're going to look at Cyprus because there's been a UN peacekeeping force there. I think it's since 1964. Um, I think listeners will correct me on that if I'm, if I'm wrong. Yeah. What, what are your views in terms of the UN in Cyprus? Because there was a, a bit of controversy recently. Um, allegedly, some uh, UN soldiers went to um, a, a beach in North Cyprus and there was a, a little bit of a commotion, to put it mildly. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear what your views are on that. Bandofla is running a poll on whether the UN should continue to remain in Cyprus. And it's running at a massive 88%, I think was the last time I looked at it. 88% of uh, people who are responding to the poll are saying that they should leave uh, Cyprus. And there's some quite cutting comments explaining what their rationale is. So we will be taking a look at that later. Going to also touch on the Enough is Enough campaign. I think that's going to be a real uh, big continuing um, topic of conversation. Um, I mentioned that Bernie uh, Saunders tweeted uh, uh, on the Enough is Enough campaign. He was actually in London yesterday. Um, what day is it today? So yesterday would have been Wednesday, the 31st of August. So he was in London at the Trade Union Congress at an RMT event rmt is the rail um uh, transport maritime um trade union and they hosted an event and bernie was speaking there and he went down a storm i have to say um so that movement the enough is enough campaign is becoming has become a global movement um people are demanding change people are demanding fairness in the redistribution of wealth and basically stopping this obscene wages um, where CEOs are getting, you know, so many more times uh, the salary of, of the, the average worker in the company or the average worker full stop. Uh, we're going to look at some uh, statistics and comment on a few of the industrial disputes that are going on at the moment. So we will come to that later on i promise you that okay so we're gonna as i said we're gonna look at the cost of living crisis and the um the the fuel uh the energy prices that are just going up and up uh, and the energy price cap um in terms of the government response 
you know, you've got the conservative um, leadership race going on and there's a number of hustings taking um, place at the moment. And both uh, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are, have been really uh, devoid of anything really of, of substance in terms of looking to help people. But, I mean, we're, we're not stupid here, you know, and, and people listening aren't stupid. The Tories do not bloody help those who are vulnerable in society. They're only worried about that 1%. Um, we know that. So, you know, people are continuing to suffer. And when it comes to the differential approach of the government, you know, let's look at the position in terms of Ukrainian refugees that are coming to the UK. And we've commented on this and said, yes, obviously, it's the right thing to do to support um, those unfortunate Ukrainian families. But it's just a shame. Actually, it's a bloody disgrace um, that the same kind of care, uh, compassion and support is not being shown to other refugees and asylum seekers. Instead, they seek to deport them to uh, Rwanda, which fortunately hasn't happened yet, but there's a big legal case coming up, which we will report in, in the next episode. But on the Ukraine situation, you will recall that the government uh, announced that I think they were given £350 to any household that was taken in Ukrainian refugees. So they're doing jack shit to help people on the cost of living crisis. But I've seen reports in the media that they're looking to double the amount of financial support that they're giving to the families hosting the Ukrainian uh, refugees. So, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, this is classic divide and, and rule tactics yet again by this government. Um, you know, who kind of look to push the boat out for, you know, a small group of people who clearly have a need. Um, but, you know, everyone else seems like, yeah, man, sorry, but fuck you. Um, pardon my, my language uh, for those who may be offended. Um, but, in, you know, it, it's not on. Um, it's a real divide and rule tactic. And you know, it's it's not a, a proportionate and fair response by this government. So before the um, so looking at the fuel uh, cost of living and and the fuel prices and the issue of the energy cap, um, I saw some information that was shared by Martin Lewis, and let's have a look at your standing charges for your gas and electricity. So do I don't know if you were aware, but the kind of average cost of your annual standing charges for your gas and electricity is quite staggering. It's £273 per annum before you've used any electricity or gas uh, whatsoever. So, you know, that's not dependent on wholesale prices and, you know, market fluctuations. This is ultimately controlled by the companies and the standing charges the have all been going up um and this is just yet another example of unacceptable greed by these flipping greedy companies these utility companies um you know and and they really need to be careful you know they've they their reputation their credibility in the eyes of the general public is just so poor at the moment um and 
you know, I think that, you know, if any executives in any of these water companies or gas companies, um, electricity companies, you need to really review your situation with your standing charges and significantly reduce them. Um, don't be coming up with any other crap ideas, you know, where, you know, get, getting subsidies from the government because you still get the money, you still get the profit. It's time for your profits to be capped. You're capping your energy, right? You keep lifting the cap on the energy prices. You should bloody cap your profits so that it comes back to those customers who are struggling. There, I said it. Um, so the latest hike, which was just announced by Ofgem, was yet another, it was 80%, an 80% increase on top of the previous uh, increase. Um, so it's, you know, the, the, the price cap, the energy um, price cap was meant to protect consumers. Um, and that clearly isn't happening now. It's in fact, you know, harming consumers in, in a dramatic way. So um, the cap is has been lifted to £3,549 at the moment. And I believe that there is another increase already been anticip being anticipated to come into effect on January the 1st, 2023, which is, is um, estimated to be yet another sharp increase. Um, I, you know, I speak to my parents about this and they, you know, they're, they're elderly. Uh, they've lived and worked in the UK for the best part of 50 odd years. They're, they're, they're really worried. Um, they can't see how all these prices are are justified, and I think that their their thinking around this is is probably mirrored across the United Kingdom. Um, obviously, you know we need to develop renewable energy and better home insulation. Um, you know programs. There's no doubt about that. You know we've got wind, we've got wave energy, hydro energy, and obviously solar options. Um, and yeah, again, it's the government being caught out, um, poor planning, being very, very short-sighted, um, and just leaving um, the British public extremely um, exposed. Um, but I'm going to play something for you uh, in a bit, which is a, a video. Boris Johnson has just returned from yet another holiday. It's all right for some, Boris. Um, and he's um, he's displayed some quite outstanding economic prowess. Um, so I'm going to share a very short clip, um, and potentially it could be the solution to all your problems in terms of the cost of living crisis so do watch out for um the, the clip which will be coming up shortly just looking at the bills again there was um we know that there's families who, who were paying 100 pounds before and their bills have actually their direct debits have gone up to 400 pounds a a month um it, it is obscene these are becoming mortgage-like payments um, and we'll say it again, families are going to be making horrific choices, um, you know, in the weeks and months to come. 
with regards to heating their homes and you know putting food on the table um need has to come before greed uh, i heard zara sultana um say that at an enough is enough campaign event and she's absolutely spot on recording in progress okay so i'm going to show for those of you watching um this on our youtube channel the uh, short video clip of um our masterful prime minister uh, outgoing prime minister boris johnson and his wonderful idea of how we how we can deal with the cost of living crisis um just before i play this i will point out that nadim zahawi uh, was also um giving us his uh, words of wisdom and he's suggesting that we should be more resilient this winter um and i think nadine dorries also made a comment suggesting that we should all buy a dog or something to so that we can cuddle up to um i kid you not these these are this is what some of these leading tory mp's are are saying anyway um this is Boris Johnson and his um, wonderful economic prowess in terms of how we cope uh, with the cost of living crisis. Take it away, Boris. If you have an old kettle that takes ages to boil, it may cost you £20 to replace it. But if you get a new one, you'll save £10 a year for every year on your... £10 a year every year on your electricity bill. If you have an old kettle that takes ages to boil... I'm going to play that again because it's just staggering. It may cost you £20 to replace it. But if you get a new one, you'll save £10 a year for every year on your... £10 a year every year on your electricity bill. Well, it is. I mean, isn't the man an absolute... Well, better not um yeah yeah I, I just i'm just lost for words with that and there's been a massive reaction online in terms of um the um you know the reaction from the public who are just like this is this is our prime minister and he's making comments like that it's just completely um unbelievable sadly that's uh you know pretty consistent for our Prime Minister to be making comments like that. Genuinely, I'd be interested to um, hear listeners' reaction to that if you haven't heard it already. Um, he's made some quite staggering um, comments in the, in the past, and this really is is right up there. Right. So I touched on enough is enough. The campaign, which is really taken off in a in a massive way, um, I think when it comes to the trade unions in the UK, there's loads of industrial disputes going on. Um, and, you know, there's the TUC Congress is going to be happening later on in September. And the unions will be no doubt looking at and exploring, um, discussing the possibility of, you know, how to maximise the impact of these industrial disputes, whether you want to call it a general uh, strike or certainly the coordination of these industrial disputes which we are seeing already, actually. Um, it will be interesting to see what motions are, are passed uh, and what is discussed. 
But in terms of the trade unions who are in dispute, I think that there are some outstanding uh, trade union leaders at the moment who are playing a masterclass when it comes to dealing with the media um, because the media have got their own agenda. Uh, they're desperately trying to get the public to turn against the union. But when you look at the RMT um, and the train uh, drivers dispute, when you look at the communication workers union and the disputes that they've got in Royal Mail and with BT, I think that the likes of Mick Lynch, um, you know, Eddie Dempsey, um, Dave Ward, Terry Pullinger, at the UCU, uh, Joe Grady, um, whose who's members are also voting for industrial uh, action, and also the NUJ uh, members who have been on a strike this week. The way those trade union leaders are responding to the media is is absolutely brilliant to see. It's showing the trade union in a really healthy, fighting, strong light. Um, and I think, you know, just this week, over 150,000 CWU members have been on strike. It's, it's the biggest strike for over a decade in, in the UK. Um, a really solidly, solidly supported by CWU members. So um, fair play to, to all of those trade unions. And just touching on um, BT, uh, their CEO, um, Phil Jansen, has been nicknamed Food Bank Phil. Um, they set up a food bank in one of their call centres, I believe, which is a complete and utter piss take. Um, you know, just sort the workers out with a, a decent pay rise feel, uh, put the the food bank gimmicks to, to one side. Um, if you pay your staff a decent wage, the, the chances are they won't have to go to a food bank. Um, this is a man who awarded himself a 32% uh, pay increase, according to reports um, on the media. He earns 86 times what the average worker earns. I believe that their profits uh, announced were 1.3 billion and over 750 million pounds has already been given to shareholders. Um, and, you know, who's made the profits? It's the workers. It's as simple as that. Um, and this whole narrative, this whole way of thinking that people at the top of a company um, get so much of the cream has to stop. You know, there has to be a much fairer distribution of those profits, of the wealth, with the workers who helped to create that profit. It's the workers who get the profit. And it's a similar story in Royal Mail. Hundreds of millions paid to shareholders, record profits of something in like £750 million. Um, and their uh, CEO, Mr Thompson, is um, pleading poverty. Um, and this is after, I believe, according to some reports that I've read, he's uh, he, he received bonuses of about a million pounds, him and the chief financial um, operating, uh, operations officer. Um, so... There is an issue of fairness um, which must be addressed and this programme is all about, um, you know, covering the rights and pushing the rights of, of the working class, um, pushing a socialist agenda. And when it comes to those disputes, we are 110% fully 
behind the workers and those trade unions in dispute. So solidarity from Bandofla. So we're going to touch on the uh, on an international note now. We're going to go over to Ohio and the really shocking uh, details around the killing of uh, Jalen Walker, which happened at the end of uh, June. So according to the uh, source the, the, the source that we've identified, um, helpfully, thank you to the, the Green Party of the United States, the, Black, the National Black Caucus uh, Group issued a statement. Um, basically, it uh, goes as follows. The Green Party of the United States National Black Caucus condemned Akron police officers killing of Jayland Walker on June 27th, 2022. Police officers fired more than 90 bullets at Walker. He was not carrying a weapon when shot and killed. Police initially claimed that he had fired at them. The gun in question did not have Walker's prints on it and was found to be registered to a white man living in another part of Ohio. So, you know, it's it's um, it's clear that there's still um, major, major problems going on in terms of young um, black men and women who are being killed by uh, the police. Um, the uh, Green Party caucus group uh, went on to say that they call for an end to police brutality, immunity and abuse of power. Um, and again, uh, Bandofla sends its solidarity and um, you know something, something must be done um, to end these horrible injustices. Effectively, I know some people call it state-sponsored killing. Um, you know, it can't go on like that. I think there was something else in that report that said over three hundred and thirteen people had been uh, killed uh, in the last two years. Um, or, or it's, it's a shocking. It really is a, a shocking statistic. We've just uh, checked that uh, statistic and it's 313 young black men were killed in 2016 alone. 313, um, you know, so it's, you know, people, some people um, bizarrely question the Black Lives Matter movement thinking, you know, saying that all lives matter. No one's saying other lives don't matter. But unfortunately, there's, you know, a serious problem. Disproportionately, we're seeing um, young black men dying at the hands of the police in America. So um, thank you to the, the Green Party for uh, that, that source. So again, switching over to, to Cyprus, um, there's been a bit of debate going on um, online in relation to the United Nations, because there was allegedly an incident at one of the main uh, beach resorts, um, a place called Glapsides. I know it well. It's a beautiful beach in uh, near Famagusta. It's reported in the T Vine magazine. If you want to read up on it, um, we'll post the the story um, later on. But essentially, I'd be interested to know what listeners' views are on the United Nations. You know, they've um, they've set up after the Second World War. The only kind of positive thing that I can remember, they helped to broker the Annan plan when Kofi Annan was the Secretary General. Um, 
in Cyprus in I think 2003. I think it was where the negotiations were. The referendum was in 2004. Um, I, I, unfortunately, Cyprus is still uh, divided, um, despite um, the the way that the outcome of the referendum was. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are understandably critical of the United Nations. My earliest memory was the um, Balkans uh, war and, you know, the issues around um, Srebrenica, for example. And there was UN soldiers standing um, by and basically watching Muslim men, women and children being killed being murdered um there's no other way to to describe that um i still remember the news reports vividly yes the un soldiers looked uh, upset um but you know why why did they stand by what's the point of being called a peacekeeping force when you do jack shit with you know issues and scenarios like that so Fast forward um, to Cyprus. I believe they've been there since 1964 as a, a peacekeeping unit. Um, and, you know, Cyprus is, is uh, you know, peaceful. Long may it continue. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are saying that they have overstayed their welcome. Uh, and it's all a bit of a holiday camp is some of the phrases that I'm seeing. Uh, and basically, they want the United Nations out of Cyprus. Um, I have to say, I don't disagree with that view. I will go as far to say that I'd like the British Army to get out of Cyprus as well. Um, I think that they've overstayed um, their their welcome in terms of the land that they're occupying, which belongs to Cypriots, um, both Greek and Turkish Cypriots. So, yeah, the United Nations, um, you know, you look at the stories around Haiti as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of scandal that has followed the UN. Um, so when it comes to Cyprus, I think the overwhelming view, certainly from Turkish Cypriots who are commenting on this, is that um, they feel that they're, they're, they've overstayed outstayed their their welcome and it's time for for them to leave so we're coming to the uh, towards the end of episode 51 um i hope you've you've enjoyed it um we love all the feedback that we get thank you for all the comments um our twitter page is is really really taken off our coverage um is truly uh, global um so thank you to to all of our listeners um, before we go, I'm going to leave you with um, the wise words of Martin Luther King. He's got so many inspirational uh, quotes. But in terms of the struggles that we're seeing here in the UK, in terms of the cost of living, um, have a listen to this. We are now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. In this unfolding conundrum of life and history, there is 
such a thing as being too late. This is no time for apathy or complacency. This is a time for vigorous and positive action. Um, the reason I, I make reference to that quote is it's time for everyone to wake up people. Um, you know, people took to the streets um, when the poll tax was introduced because people recognised the unfairness of that tax. Um, these charges are grossly unfair and you, at the very least, need to wake up and challenge your MP. It's their, their job to represent your views. Lobby your MP. Uh, look out for the Enough is Enough campaign. There's already half a million people supporting that in just over a few weeks. It's quite phenomenal. Um, so look out for their events and please support Enough is Enough. Um, we certainly feel that Enough is Enough here on Bandofla. Um, and it's time for people to to wake up and let this government know um, and those companies that are making obscene profits that we're not going to take this shit anymore. So from me, Fevzi Hussein, I'm your host. You've been listening to Bandofla. You can follow us on Twitter, please. Um, we can be found and uh, at underscore bandofla b a n d o f l a nearly forgot how it's spelled again uh, you can email us at um podcast bandofla at gmail uh, dot com so hope you've enjoyed this show you please keep safe keep well um adios